Hello, and welcome again to an episode of 10,000 Hours. You'll be listening to episode 6. Uh, I'm Vince Kochi. I'm one of your hosts of 10,000 Hours, and this is... Grant Spanier. Hi. Uh, hey. Hey, buddy. How are you doing again? I'm doing really well. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, today, on episode number 6, we talked to Elliot Matson, designer, illustrator, animator, and the creator of... Danger Russ, a hilarious web cartoon series uh, about a man, a daredevil, attempting to commit suicide. Funny stuff. Uh, what did we talk about on today's episode, Grant? Wow. You know, we touched on quite a range of topics. Specifically, we were talking about uh, teaching ourselves new skills, um, kind of a shifting educational paradigm. I think Which you is, could I mean, say that's that. some heavy yeah. stuff, yeah. It uh, got deep. Elliot, what a guy. What a smart, level-headed dude. It's very smart, very astute, and uh, also pretty funny. Yeah, real funny guy. Um, and I, I'd like to uh, do a special shout-out, a special thanks again to our sponsor of this week's episode, which is Harvest. Um, I know you're familiar with it, Vince, because I spout about it all the time. I'm a big fan of Harvest. <laughs> you do. It's, it's a time For good reason. Yeah, of course. It's great. Um, time tracking, invoicing, uh, managing budgets. I think especially for freelancers or even uh, even companies, uh, especially in the like consulting, creative kind of business, it's a fantastic tool. It, it makes uh, invoicing and time tracking so easy. I love it. I do it on, on my phone. Uh, I don't have Android. Do you have Android, Vince? Uh, no, I have iOS. But... Okay. I'm an iOS guy too, but it works on Android, I guess, allegedly. <laughs> I've never seen it myself. I really, I can't say. I would believe it though. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's a real great, real great product, and I would suggest you try it out. At least, at least take a poke around, see what's going on there. Um, you can get a free month right away, and uh, your first month is fifty percent off if you use the promo code ten K. That's one zero K, especially for the ten thousand hours listeners. And thanks for listening, by the way, guys. Yeah, thanks as always. Yeah, cool. So go get Harvest. Uh, that's at getharvest.com. And uh, enjoy this episode with Mr. Elliot Matson. I think that you will. Stage is set. Are you guys comfortable? What are you wearing? What am I wearing? Right now? I, yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you wearing? I'm shirtless, what, just, dude. What? Just like, what? Just I, asking. I'm Why you? Uh, don't be weird I'm about it. I'm wearing jeans and a t-shirt right now. Just the part of the episode every yeah. week that we well, do. The, what are you, what are you wearing? Part. Yeah. <laughs> the sad part is we usually do ask our guests this. <laughs> right before. Right before. What are you working on? What? I mean, what's? It's not weird, man. It's only weird if you make it weird. <laughs> hey, Pete Holmes, right? Pete Holmes. Yeah. Is that? That's you made it made weird. It weird. Pete Holmes. You don't know Pete Holmes? Oh, man. I, Comedian? I, could, I could talk for an entire podcast about Pete Holmes. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> Fuck. Hold on. I'm Googling. God damn it. I'm just glad we don't have to put him in the show notes because it's before we started <laughs> actually. Hey, this is this is on record right now, literally. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally on record. Let's get it kicked off. Vinny, I think maybe I would actually like to hear you introduce I'd love to. our guest today. I'd be honored to. 
would you? Yeah, we're uh, we're here with Elliot Matson, uh, an art director, designer, and illustrator extraordinaire, uh, currently of Dangerous fame, a web cartoon series that is just fucking hilarious, and uh, and yeah, he's joining us on the cast today, and I'm really excited to introduce him. Thanks for thanks for coming well, on. Thank Elliot. you for having me. I'm a, a longtime listener. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, it's well, don't start the show as... off with a lie, man. <laughs> oh, man. I am a long time listener. Listen to all the episodes. <laughs> well, now you're dating it. Here's the thing. Nobody say anything else. Nobody say anything else. I'm going to bleep out how many episodes he said, <laughs> and I'm going to leave it in the dark. But, Elliot, we really appreciate your support, man. It means a lot. Oh, yeah. yeah I, I mean, obviously, I love doing my own projects. Hey, I, and I, I got to yeah. say, Elliot, yeah. also, I got, the, uh, I got your fan mail, and... Man, you said really kind things. You didn't need to send some of those photos. It was a little weird, but but it's it's great to know we have super fans out there. All right, all right, let's keep I'm just this kidding. thing off. Oh, Grant, Vinny, what have you been working yeah, on this week? Yeah, start me off. Start me off. Yeah, light me up. Um, what am I working on? Uh, finally, <laughs> finally, Vince, we have shipped Green Room Trumpets. issue two. Yeah, man, burr, burr, burr. I, we we alluded to it in many many episodes. Every episode, that maybe. Will, every episode ever. And that will be out uh, right around the first week of March. Um, and I'm not going to say how far away that is from right now, because, again, leave them in the dark. Keep them <laughs> guessing. That's a callback. Um, yeah, th- so I just finished that up, working on a couple of pitches with some agencies, doing some really fun stuff, man. I'm, I'm pretty pumped up right now. Awesome, dude. Very happy to hear that. What about you, Vincent? Uh, it's been actually a very busy week at the office. I've been taking my work home a little bit, but in my free time, I have... And I know, hold your breaths, a writer who's going to say this, been working on my novel just a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit. I just want to get the first chapter kind of hashed out before I start showing okay, people Okay, hold on. Okay. I, well, I don't, we don't have to dig too deep into this, but I've never heard anything ever about this novel. I've been trying to keep it under wraps. I don't want to be the guy that talks about the novel and then never has oh, the novel. Oh, you know? this is that. You know? yep, but yep, yep, yep. but uh, I think you'll be able to read a rough draft uh, along with some of my more... My other uh, confidants in the next couple weeks. So, a rough draft of the entire thing? No, 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 hell no. Uh, oh, just the okay. just chapter one, chapter zero. Okay, point zero. Hell yeah, one. man, Vinny. And now you're accountable. You've made yourself accountable. You're putting into practice the lessons that of episode one, starting on something yes. new. Yes, man. Gosh, you're <laughs> you're a shining example, man. <laughs> Let's not go that okay. far. Okay, okay. Uh, Elliot, hey, Elliot, hit us. what have you been working on this week? Uh, I've been pretty busy at work, too, actually, but um, I'm working on the next episode of Danger Russ. Kind of been putting on the back burner lately because yes. there's a couple other animated shorts I'm working on as well. So, Whoa. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, so g- give everybody a little bit of context here. When you, what, do you, what do you mean by animated short, or what do you do? Yeah, tell us about Danger Russ, too, while you're at it, man. Oh, yeah. man. Okay, this is a shotgun approach. Okay, so Danger Russ. <laughs> is um this guy comes in here criticizing us yeah so danger us is an animated comedy web series that my friend jeff hippio and i started um because both of us love cartoons we've always wanted to work on a project together he's actually a biomedical engineer um so he doesn't have a lot of creative outlet in his job obviously and so we talked for a long time about what we wanted to do um, just as a fun project, uh, not not really intending it to go anywhere, obviously, but we 
I uh, just started this series, and uh, so the if, if you want me to give you the the log line, if you want me to yeah, me, hit us with you, the quick summary yeah, of what it is. Oh, the log you want me to line sell you on this. Okay, all right. <laughs> so, uh, Dangerous is a comedy about a passively suicidal daredevil trying uh, traveling across the country mm-hmm. with his inattentive and incompetent crew, who are inadvertently aiding his destiny to die trying, trying to die. So. <laughs> That old trope. <laughs> that old trope. Right? You see it every day. No, that's like yeah. one of my favorite things about the series is how just uh, weird the premise is, and I love yeah, it. Yeah, so ba- basically... That's fantastic. Uh, obviously, because of time, you know, it, we each episode is a, roughly a minute, a minute and a half, and um, mm-hmm. it just centers around two twin brothers who are the very horrible crew of this daredevil who... Um, <laughs> basically would be happier dead than alive and that's sort of why he hired and them he kind of he kind of looks like a paunchy older evil knievel yeah exactly <laughs> yeah i've saw i've seen it i've seen it and i'm a big fan as well i've been there from the beginning so there's some mutual appreciation going on i really love it man i think it's great i think it's funny thank you. i think it's clever thank you well executed um yeah Vinny, what are we talking about today yeah I, i'm glad you asked grant because this is actually a perfect segue into our topic, and the topic is learning new things and maybe a little more accurately teaching ourselves how to do new things and how to go about Mm -hmm. doing that. And why it is such a great segue is because, (laughs) correct me if I'm wrong, Elliot, but you're not a classically trained animator, yet (laughs) on Dangerous and some of your other work, you act as animator, is that That correct? That is correct. Um, Yeah, I, I taught myself basically everything I know. Um, and so I, I sort of like to do that on <laughs> in animation, in animation and, you know, uh, various right. other, yeah, yeah. other fields, but, um, <laughs> also in my, yeah. my life, <laughs> also everything yeah, I've ever I, done. What sort of inspires me about figuring out a new project is all of the other things that it entails. So, uh, if you have a goal in mind and there's all these other things you have to learn. So in order to do Dangerous, you know, that was just sort of a pie-in-the-sky idea, as it were. But I had to go and learn a couple new programs, read some stuff, figure out, you know, how a show is put together, and just sort of go um, with what I thought was right and what I've, what I've always loved, uh, watching cartoons. So mm-hmm. it's sort of putting my own spin on um, what, you know, what should be, what is what could be so maybe mm-hmm. not exactly what are best practices yeah. just what works best for, yeah. for you do you want to like go into a little more detail about that like when you started dangerous was that like the first large-scale animation you ever not did? really I, I knew flash and so and dangerous is done in a combination of flash and after effects um so i knew flash mm-hmm. a bit and i'd done a couple little things but yeah that was definitely you know biting off more than i can chew but that's always good i think yeah <laughs> that's what it's yeah. about though uh-huh. that's how you get a bigger appetite yeah. um oh, well said thank you um how what so you're using after effects you're using flash how long does a typical episode take or what does that process look so like the process from start to finish you know you you're writing it with yeah. with so jeff and yeah. i write each episode then we record the voiceover so we do all the voices as well um, and then after mm-hmm. that, you basically take, uh, we're, well, while we're recording the voiceover, we have a storyboard laid out so we know sort of what's going on. And then I animate it scene mm-hmm. by scene 
so in, in sort of chunks, it's just a little more digestible in order to, to do it instead of taking a, a huge undertaking like that, um, doing it all at once. So uh, you have to go in and lip sync all the characters. And then after you lip sync them, you have to make them interact with each other. And then I also, you know, do all the illustration and all the background design, all the camera movements, all the directing, all the music. So it's just it's sort like of. A, so very much yeah. like a one man band otter. kind of thing. So going on is there. it an otter? Vince, am I using that word right? <laughs> What's that? An otter? Auteur? Auteur? Auteur. I thought you said yes. an otter. Dude, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I you know, you maybe like we, the sea yeah. here's here's the thing vince maybe we can put this in the show notes but there was a moment i don't know what ep- i think it was probably episode one or two probably one i think where i i used the word auteur and you <laughs> accused me of saying it like a douche <laughs> and and that then i was like oh like me, otter. Man. and since then i've thought the word was otter when i've been like Part, hmm, Vince, oh, part of the no, reason. Oh, no, man. I didn't mean man. it. I was just being a dick. You know me. Now I do. <laughs> okay, so Auteur? Auteur. God, I was right for, well, I was saying it a little <laughs> bit douchey, but, man. I don't think you can say that word. Not Sorry douchey. about that, okay. so. <laughs> Yeah, thank you, Elliot. Hey, Elliot, what's your schedule looking like? I'm looking for a new co-host. <laughs> oh, Come too on. much. I'm yeah. sorry. So, so all right, you talked us through the process, but so, like, how long does that take? <laughs> like, are you guys uh, publishing regularly, or what does that look like? Yeah, so basically, obviously, we do this outside of work. I do this when I get home. and um, Wink, yeah. wink. No, I'm just kidding. Exactly. So, <laughs> I'm sorry. That's so, like, a worst. minute and a half episode from start to finish could take upwards of, you know, with all the recording, everything I'm talking about here, you know, it sure. could take 10 hours. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's actually, that's not that much. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's like, <laughs> I mean, I don't mean it offensively. Yeah. No, no, I didn't mean it offensively. I meant oh, like yeah, no, I, I would have pegged it at a much higher amount it of sounds time. Like a, it sounds like just an enormous backlog of tasks. But yeah. have your, has it gotten like more efficient as re, has like writing new episodes has gone along? Yeah, especially uh, – well, just the writing process gets more efficient because you know – you learn the characters a little bit more. But um, also as you use mm-hmm. more sets and more characters, then you just sort of reuse that same stuff over and over again. It's like an you build an asset library almost. Oh, sure. Ah. sure. Yeah, so, so that uh, – definitely helps and that's why when i do these extra animated shorts that i do it sort of takes a long time because basically you know you you think about if you're filming a video right you just you find a set you have people but everything in animation you have to make so you have to if you Mm. want something you're gonna have to make it and then you have to just have this whole library of stuff that you use you know (laughs) Uh uh-huh man insanity that's interesting so what's an example of like a a skill or a task or like a program that you needed to teach yourself when you were getting into this? Uh, After Effects. I'd never used it before. And so After Effects is basically like Flash on crack. Um, and <laughs> I think that's on the box, yeah, right? I think so. Flash on crack. Yeah, it's just like some white powder on the box. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so I had to learn that uh, basically just through trial and error. Um, uh, anyone who's used an Adobe product knows that they're pretty intuitive once you know one but uh they really are i think after effects is a little different beast and so there's a lot to it um but like like anything i always just like to try things and figure it out for myself i do watch videos and stuff but um yeah what kind of resources did you if any did you tap to kind of like 
build your knowledge about it. I, I mainly use YouTube, um, and still when I when I run into anything today, YouTube is sort of the go to. Um, but Lynda.com <laughs> yeah. is really a great resource as well. Sure, we'll show notes that. Yeah, Linda, she's a sweetheart. Mm-hmm. Cool, it's a fantastic, Very interesting, resource. interesting. Yeah, uh, you bring up a very good point. Grant, I'm not going to put you on the spot, but I know you have a lot to say about this. Sure. The fact that you can go on YouTube, and you touched on this, Elliot, and kind of just, if you want to learn something, you can learn essentially anything you want just by clicking on a couple video links. (laughs) Man, this is a dangerous one to get me wound up on. Let's wind you up, man. Go nuts. All right. right. So here's where I'm going to start with this. And it needs a preface because at the end of the day, education... And experiences are so valuable. Um, but what this is bringing to mind, and I, I value my education. I graduated from St. Thomas, mm-hmm. uh, University of St. Thomas mm-hmm. in St. Paul, Minnesota. Um, fine school, and there were some great professors there. Um, but somebody recently, uh, I was telling you that somebody from uh, actually the advertising program at the U had reached out to me. I was asking some questions about some class project thing. And one of the questions on this little profile was, uh, if you could do anything differently, what would you do? <laughs> and a it's loaded a, if question, anything. don't you think? It is. It said, it said if anything, if anything. So they gave you an out. <laughs> but what I, what I said was I would have dropped out of school uh, at a certain point. Ooh. Which, is, Ooh. which is not to say that I didn't gain a lot by being in school um, and that it didn't have a ton of benefits. But the reality is – and, you know, that's, that's, of course, speculative. That's really easy to say. But – the reality is the things I do and the things I want to do do not necessarily – they require a certain level of education and a lot of things. But to be honest, most of the things and experience and really the good stuff, I kind of got outside of school. Um, and again, I got a lot from school. But outside of it is kind of where the real learning and the real uh, experience started. So <laughs> for me, I'm all about – uh, either online resources, which are great, but at the end of the day, I would say in-person learning is so necessary, but that can happen in so many different ways, and, and a lot of times for me, that's just my collaborative network, the people I work with day-to-day, and I, that's really where I learn, and, and just, of course, like experimenting and, and playing around and just diving into this stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the the noise to signify yeah. the end of the thought i like it well it's just like it's not a popular it's not necessarily a popular position like but i don't i don't have to, i'm not hating on school it's just like for me man i don't know it's like but i think it is becoming a more popular position because i feel very much the same way mm-hmm. i was talking to my parents about this actually a few weeks ago they didn't really like my stance on it obviously of course uh, being from a different generation, but I said if I could do it again, not that I don't deeply value like my college experience, but oh, I would have I would have gone back. I would have gone to community college for two years. Yeah, I would have gone to portfolio school for two years, and frankly, I would have a better portfolio and a better education than I have right now. Boom, ba boom, ba boom. All right, man. Hey, listen, you've empowered me to own my position. Fuck please, school. dude. Please own it. <laughs> Yeah, and it's, so, I mean, and we're in a, I we're in a specific want, industry, though. I want though. your yeah. thoughts on this, too, Elliot, quick, before we, before we jump into how this relates to the, to the topic at large. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with what you're saying. I mean, if nothing else, then besides not going to school, I think school will definitely in the future skew more towards online resources just in general. I mean, the experience of knowing 
people and person and socializing obviously is important to an extent, but where education mm. is a factor, I think that people and kids today are learning far much more online than they would in a classroom. One just from yeah, just from experience. Yeah. I mean, you you figured out so much when you dove into to animating that thing. I just it's inevitable, right? The yeah. process of trying to make a thing mm-hmm. real, it just it's like putting a gun to your head, and <laughs> you know there's a lot of motivation <laughs> to learn it. Exactly, and you yeah. don't just learn the thing you're trying to learn. You learn a lot of necessary sort of tributary skills on the way to learning that. Oh, thing. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And but I, I definitely think you know it, wow. it takes say, it takes more motivation to do that though. I I think the, yeah. the media and media resources are so powerful, but you need that extra motivation to go yeah, out because you have to seek them and find them first, which takes an extra. It's like an extra barrier of work to learn the thing. Yeah, exactly. Do you think I'm right there? Yeah. Right. So in the, it's it's a land of opportunity, but it's also a land where no one's going to hold your hand uh, like a school, you know, will. It really right. will. It provides provides structure, provides an environment of accountability. But for the self-starters, for the people who don't care about that and who just really want to learn stuff and have that kind of innate or manufactured curiosity, man, that's huge opportunity. That's really exciting. It's really yeah. exciting. And I mean, maybe disagree with me if you don't agree, obviously. Disagree. (laughs) If you don't agree, what I meant to say is tell me if you don't agree, but I think that barrier shrinks every single day. I think it's less and less difficult to find the information you need. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I mean, there there is, I mean, Vince, there is like almost no barrier. Uh, I, I know, I think I've talked to you about this before, like that thing I was working on over the summer called Krypton. The oh, whole, yeah. the whole, the, where that came from was was the insight that there, these MOOCs, these massive online courses, uh, <laughs> the information to classes like Stanford classes is online. You can it's go there. get that information. Yeah, but the reality is there's a two percent completion rate. It's about uh, building that system of accountability or that motivation, whatever. Um, and that's I think what really kind of you know that is learning does happen in person a lot of times. It does happen with oh, other that's people. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's kind of what that led to. But even when I when I've been making my cartoons and doing animation, you'd be surprised at how specific a problem I can have that I can just YouTube, and there's literally some ten year old kid that has a video about that exact thing. <laughs> so it, it's just God, it's insane. That's so. Yeah. Uh, oh man, that was really cool. And actually, so I I was sort of a thinking of a question relating to this as you guys were speaking. So from from podcasty to podcaster, if it, if it's okay, if I um, interject with a question. Hey, yeah, flip it on, please. <laughs> um, I'm going to interview you now. So, <laughs> I was actually talking. I was talking on. to you about this uh, the other day, Vince. So I was. I told you this word. I don't know if you'll remember it, but the word is autodidact. So it's autodidact. I remember the word. Yeah, please so tell us. It's basically a self-taught individual, and it's used to describe someone like Leonardo da Vinci or Ben Franklin, and these are people that. They taught themselves how to do something, but the thing they taught themselves didn't exist. So I, mm-hmm. I'd like your guys' thoughts on, so someone like me, someone like uh, dozens of other people, or hundreds, millions of other people that are learning things on their own, is, the, is being an autodidact a new definition today? Are, are you still self-taught by going and motivating yourself to go on YouTube and learning things, or is that is that not being self-taught because you're being taught by others? Well, 
that's kind of been my opinion is like I, I talk a, lo- a lot about design to people because uh, the reality is I wasn't going to school for design and I ended up getting a, an individualized design minor, but I, I took two classes um, and they were both taught by fine artist painters. And so I literally got zero any program mm-hmm. knowledge from these classes. Zilch. Yeah. And um, I think some people would assume that I, cause like I do that in my day to day, like I get hired as a designer for a lot of projects and people assume that I went to school for it. And I'm like, well, no. And I, I don't say it was self-taught. I say, yeah, I learned it on my own. Um, being, I access the information and the, the wisdom of other people. Um, that being said, you know, I, I did teach myself a lot of things, but it's not like, I don't know. It's kind of semantics at that point. But there's, there's definitely so teaching sure that involved. It is. I think, yeah. See, I, I think I kind of agree with Grant that, may, I don't know if there are any more autodidacts. I think that as a definition. No, there are, man. Are you kidding? For sure. Especially a lot of these, like, I think of, like, developer innovators, people who are. Oh, uh, you're I so mean, right, man. You, yeah, I am so We get a lot base. of knowledge. No, you, but it's oh, in yeah. the same way. Man, right. Hey, yeah. listen, listen, listen. It's in the same way that those guys had access to a ton of knowledge, and they were just reapplying. I mean, I don't think, I mean, what does that really mean? I think they were probably taking the knowledge of, of people, applying it to new problems. They had learned and from other people, but then, you know, kind of created their own. Learn- I, I don't know. We're, we're all just sort of, you know. Yeah, we have we have a new approach to learning. I think I, you know, I look at this through the lens of entrepreneur a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Um, but it sounds like, in the same way that Elliot was starting up his his web series, and he didn't really know. I mean, he was accessing other people's information. But the way we approach, I mean, accessing other people's information, self taught all these things. The way we're approaching completing these projects is how do I get from A to B? And it's less about. You know, how do I do things the right way? You know, that doesn't mean to say we don't appreciate the craft of things mm. and, you know, intentionality and knowledge. But it just means we're scrappy. We just want to get – we want to solve this problem. That is we so – We solve problems mm. over and oh, over man. and over. Yeah. So true. And, Elliot, I know you can weigh in this. Like, when you start a project, there's some pressure to, like, learn to do it the right way so it's easier in the future and, mm-hmm. you know, set – set a good foundation for yourself in application skill. But what I think I've done in my life, and you echoed this too, Elliot, is that sometimes you don't need to like care about the right way. You just need to get in hacker, jump in, yeah, learn it however you can and do it. Oh yeah, definitely. Vinny, that's just the hacker mentality, isn't it? Oh, it I is. Mean, yeah. It is. It so is. There's no right way to do anything in animation, really. I mean, there, there's a hundred ways to just do one little minute detail. Actually, I think I was talking to you about this other, the other day. So um, there's sort of um, a, a method that I use when I'm animating uh, a, a bunch of different mouth movements to use for lip syncing and uh, doing a bunch of different frames at a time. And so I, it's just a way that I've developed that's easy for myself to understand and get through things. And I went mm-hmm. on YouTube, obviously, to look up just um, somebody else's opinion on how to do it. I, I was just curious about something, about how someone drew something or whatever. And just as an offhanded comment, this guy said, oh, and 
you know, you, you just need to do things this way. It's just so much more efficient and not that there's a right way or a wrong way, but this is what I, I use. And it was the exact same method I used. So it's sort of independently arriving at this nice. <laughs> um, just, just through experience, really, trial and error. Yeah, that's that's kind of how we roll. I mean, Vinny, you know I'm all about that efficiency. You are all and, about it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a religion it's, to you, man. Efficiency it is, is your religion. <laughs> it's somewhat. It's it can be a little. I get nervous that I'm like gonna make people uncomfortable because, like, I, I think when I start working with somebody, I like try and check and make sure it's okay because, you know, I'll see him doing something like really inefficiently, and <laughs> everyone has their own styles and right. whatever. But I'm just like, hey, like here's a maybe a, a way that you could do it too that would save you like a couple hours and it's like uh i mean they're not all like that but you know it, it can be a finicky subject you know it's, it's tough because oh, yeah. you don't want to like correct, you don't, be, that you don't guy. be the guy that corrects them but at the same time it just makes your brain bleed to watch them <laughs> do it so efficiently right man <laughs> well it just yeah it does but it's more just like i honestly came to the conclusion i'm like you know what man it's easier to not say anything but that's kind of selfish that's <laughs> like, a good point though you're trading it's, like I, I want somebody to tell me man. for like leaving them in the dark indefinitely. Yeah, I I ask people to like be honest with me, because dude, that's just that's that's this approach. We just have a different approach than I think, you know, generations before us, and that's not necessarily bad. What I'm curious though is I know for me one of the most helpful things, and it, it really continues to be a helpful thing. I, I've gotten away from it, but it's just this like deconstructing. So finding styles mm-hmm. you like deconstructing mm-hmm. them, trying to, like, rebuild that on your own. Um, I think that's something I did a lot more as I was learning. I mean, continuing to learn every day. But as I, when I was less experienced, I think that was just, like, you know, you sort of – it's just like, kind of like a writer. You take on your, your, your favorite author's voice a little bit, yeah. right? I think that's 100% true. It's almost a little dangerous because when oh, you yeah. read something or watch something where you really like the writing style or the dialogue style – you, I find myself even like thinking and acting in that same style, mm-hmm. and then when in I try to life? write something, it's like completely obvious. Mm. Tough to, yeah. it's tough to like. You need to give yourself some time, definitely, because just Develop even giving voice. like a few yeah. in a few days, you can distill down the difference between like inspiration and influence. Like, oh, yeah. if my writing is being influenced by the dialogue in House of Cards, for instance, it gets, like, really a lot of attitude and too forceful, and my characters all come off as dicks. But then, <laughs> in a few days, in a few days, that influence... They're constantly turning to the reader and, like, talking <laughs> to the reader. Yeah, right. Uh, great show, by the way. But in a few days, even, I can even notice it happening. It goes from being very forthright to now it's just a subtle, like... I can just pick the best tiny particulates out of that dialogue that I like, and then my writing seems more like my own. Nice. But I think it's definitely... Yeah, it's I mean, that, you, have you done that with animation stuff, or, like, yeah? yeah. Uh, I think it's that, that practice of sort of being over-influenced by something and then picking and choosing what you liked about that and incorporating right. it into your own style. But it's not so easy to do consciously all yeah, the time. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a... But, I mean, a big part of learning, a big part of learning and a big part of learning new things is gathering your influences. Maybe not on quite so a direct level, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think, I think so. I think that, I mean, it's really, you know, 
Vince, if I may, please. It's really about that self awareness. Oh my gosh. If, if we might pop back. We're like six um, for six now. Yeah, I'm I'm <laughs> thank you. Uh pretty much every time we talk about anything, I'm very reductionist, I guess, and I just <laughs> boil it down to self awareness. But, you know, if I think about my influences writing wise, I mean you know, Chuck, huge, huge influence. Chuck Polanuk. Since yeah, since since like I realize I have developed more, I think I've gotten away from that because I've like broadened my influences and I've found my own voice through writing. And with design, I think th- the same thing. I can pinpoint some people hugely influential. And I've even mentioned this to you. I look back at some of my work and I'm like, holy shit, I was just ripping them off. <laughs> I you know, it felt like I was jumping so far. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, not even Chuck. Not even Chuck so much in writing. No, but design stuff especially, which is even more obvious. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's ridiculous. You know, it's uh, man, it's crazy to look back at it. Dare I say know? it's a learning process? Yeah, <laughs> hey, it's like life. So, speaking of influences, this is a. Yeah. I think this is a great time to jump into an off-topic topic. Do you agree, Grant? Yeah. So, in the spirit, where you're going with this one, in the, yeah, I've got one. I've got one in mind. In okay. the spirit of our guest, I would like to talk about cartoons Ooh. and our favorite cartoons and why. Oh wow, Bobby, Bobby, Bobby. Okay, okay. I know. I can see. I can just hear you frothing at the mouth, Elliot. <laughs> but uh, um, I'm going to start with yeah. you, Grant. I'm going to start with you, Grant. What do you have a oh, favorite man. cartoon? I've, Either right poof. now or of all time. Jeez, jeez, jeez. I don't know. Ellie, you got anything? I'll pass You've got to have like a backlog. I'm sorry, man. I'm... <laughs> uh, all right. Um, that's, no, it's no, no, good. no. Ellie, hey, dude, you go first, cool. man. You want me to go first? I'm glad to go first. You already, you already know what no, I'm going to say. It. You know what? Fine. No, 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 man. No, we don't want to make him uncomfortable. It's a guest. Uh, <laughs> so sorry, Elliot. That was really no, rude. Um, if I think back to Saturday mornings. Oh, yeah. Um, you wake up, get some cereal in those pajama bottoms uh, just kind of hanging out it was recess was a great one uh, great cartoon yes hey arnold stop. was another oh man uh, rocket power was one that kind of sticks out woogity 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 <laughs> i still uh, do that today to this day yeah that's Im- man the generation behind us thinks you're an idiot you know what i mean like well they're right but maybe i know not i know how reasons. our parents feel now it's like <laughs> no nobody gets it nobody gets it nobody gets woogity woogity yeah, that was a good one. I don't. I can't think of any other particular influences. Those were good ones, though, man. Hey Arnold, like especially, those? was just a classic. That head, that football head. <laughs> yeah. And the extremely adult themes that the cartoon addressed on a week-in, week-out basis. Yeah. Yeah, I guess, and cartoons really come a long way, man. Simpsons, I guess, that was a classic. That was... Oh, yeah. I mean, all right, Elliot, do you care to jump in? <laughs> uh, well, you already knew what I was going to say. I mean, The Simpsons is my all time favorite show. And, uh, yeah, sorry. That just hit me. I was like, oh, man, of course, The Simpsons. He is a disciple of Simpsons. <laughs> wow. This guy. Yes. So, this guy. Tell us a little bit why you love The Simpsons so much. What is it about Simpsons. that show, man? Well, it, as I've talked to you about this before, I mean, it's, it's The Simpsons is much like Saturday Night Live. It's an institution. So many people have come in. It really is. So That has molded so many people's careers um, to the point where Disney and Pixar poach people from The Simpsons. So I, I think that, you know, it, it can be argued that it's had its ups and downs like anything over the years, but I think that it's yeah. just consistently one of the best, most brilliant, innovative, funny shows of all time. 
Wow. That was a great parallel with Saturday Night Live. Yeah. It totally is. It's an institution. It very much is. And just like Saturday Night Live, it is kind of like a barometer of culture. Like, yeah. you can watch the trends and the important people and the social norms evolve from our society through watching The Simpsons, in part because it's been on the air for 26 years. Yeah. Wow. And that, The Simpsons definitely was, in part, you know, getting back to our our topic is uh, being self-taught, learning oh. things. That was definitely a main influence for me growing up. I mean, I, I've always loved cartooning, so I would draw The Simpsons all the time, you know? And it, You would just draw them over and over? Oh, yeah. I, I was just in, in school, in not paying attention to things, you know, doodling, always The Simpsons. <laughs> um, and it, it definitely influenced my style of cartooning. Because um, there's, you know, it's a, such an iconic style. But other than animation, just the show itself, I think that there's there's so many jokes that would just breeze over the head of a kid, right? But that's why it's a family show because everyone yeah. can enjoy it. But I, it's yeah, exactly. Smart. But there's things in there that um, there, there's references, and I always find myself wanting to know more and looking up those references and figuring out. You know why that was funny, what the joke meant, and I, I've whenever I uh, you know apply for a job or on my resume, I have a little line that I use at the end of my cover letter, and I always say, um, "If I don't know something, I'll figure it out, and if I do know something, there's a ninety percent chance I learned it on The Simpsons." So I think that's just a, <laughs> a wow. great summary of my personality. Uh, <laughs> bold, priceless. That's great, man. Mm-hmm. Hey, question, and maybe this is an unfair question. Sure. Feel free to deflect That's it. That's my favorite but, kind. Uh, if you could, would you be a cartoonist just full-time, like dedicated your life to that? Huh, that's a that's a great question. Actually, that's one that I've been rifling with for <laughs> many months now. Um, and Yeah. Yeah, it, it's hard because it's, it's something that I've always wanted to do from when I was young, and then... Um, I sort of got into graphic design and the advertising world, but I, if I could do it over, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, let me say, the exciting thing is you don't have to do it over. You can still oh, do I it. Oh, I can still you know? do it. And I, yeah, you can yeah, do it now, yeah. man. Uh-huh. And, I'm, you know, I, I would love to be a return guest one day on this podcast. I was and, just going to say, we'll have yeah, you back on, my 10,000th We'll hour. ring the bells. Yeah. Oh, hey. On the 10,000th episode, we're broadcasting live from the hospital. Vince and I (laughs) are both dying. But yeah, cartoons, man. A a misunderstood medium in a lot of ways. Don't you agree, Elliot? Oh, I I definitely agree. Um, I... Especially referencing The Simpsons again. I mean, cartoons, that that was a, a cartoon that proved that cartoons could be smart. You know, they weren't just yep. the kids. Yeah, I've, I've gained a new respect. Like, I can't say I'm a huge cartoon f- I'm a fan of cartoons, but to be totally honest, I don't spend very much time, like, I spend a pretty limited time consuming media. And when I'm consuming media, typically I'm trying to, look at like film stuff mm-hmm. or maybe mm-hmm. some TV stuff just cause I'm really interested in that from uh, like the standpoint of creating that like long term, I'd really like to be doing that sort of production. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't, but I do look at store at cartoons 
for storytelling mechanics. And I'm a big fan of um, of Chris Hardwick and The Nerdist. Oh, yeah. Who mm-hmm. will be on the show at one point. <laughs> um, and uh, <laughs> It's happening. Yeah. Uh, it, we just You keep saying it, right? Accountability, and then it becomes <laughs> true, right, Vince? No, but but those guys, like, he's really turned me on to that whole comedy culture. And once you start digging into the comedy culture, you start to realize there's this whole subculture. And then you realize, like, wow, <laughs> these cartoons are really smart yeah. and hilarious. Dude, absolutely. And comedy is, like, a complicated thing. It's also simple, but it's just – it's a really cool thing. Like, I've really kind of, like, dove into that uh, – and it's, I don't know, I'm just fascinated by comedy now. Like, Hardwick's just, like, ignited a passion in it. He's stirred, in he's stirred something up inside, and you've really become a connoisseur of comedy, if I may <laughs> say so, over the last couple months. Few months. Few months. Few, few months. months. Um, yeah, and before we get off the topic of cartoons, I think oh. one of my favorite cartoons for a specific reason is Garfield, because of how meta oh. it gets. <laughs> You've got the main, or some would say the main character, but the main supporting character, John Arbuckle, is a cartoonist. And about a third of every Garfield panel is just self-deprecation on cartoonists. <laughs> so uh, I think that's the first comic I read that actually made me think about the people drawing this comic that I was reading. Uh, mm-hmm. So I think it deserves honorable mention, at least. Oh, that's a, that's a great yeah, point. dude, I, that's... To, to hop back into the topic, that's just, like, a lot of things where you don't realize somebody's making this stuff. Yep. You know? Yep. Like, whether that's films or shows or music. And what's crazy is there's just this transparency now because people are figuring out how to make things. And that's what's super exciting to me. You know, Elliot did not go to school, quote-unquote, or anything for animation. He's making a cartoon. And honestly, Elliot, what's what's to stop you from creating a full blown twenty five? I mean, of course, constraints, but yeah. <laughs> you could conceivably, you know, create a full show, and you could find funding for it. You could find a way to support it. It's, I mean, Vince, we created Go West. We made. I mean, we're not quite done, but we made a documentary. <laughs> right. We knew. <laughs> no, we knew no, no permission. <laughs> bullshit about making films, <laughs> making documentaries, and yet <laughs> we made one. And yet. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's gosh, it's empowering. It's crazy. It's it's crazy. It's a really fucking crazy time. It's like simultaneously, I mean, at the end of the day, so exciting. But it's also kind of like, whew, it's a lot because there's so much opportunity. It feels almost like the stakes are higher, even though they aren't necessarily. That's a good point, though. Mm-hmm. Huh. Now that anyone can do anything. There are no – there's nothing that says like <laughs> – The only thing that stops us is typically ourselves. Exactly. So we That's have to come exactly to terms with that. That's exactly what it is. It's scary. Oh, man. Oh, I man. think the way I stay sane is by like doing stuff. <laughs> I didn't ask for this. <laughs> oh, I think meant for me. I was like, whoa, is that too much information? No, I didn't ask yeah, yeah. for the ability to do anything anytime. <laughs> yeah. And now yeah, I'm like... held to the standard <laughs> of being able to do it? Oh, man. The opportunity – like that is presented with all of this access to tools has, is taking away all of our excuses. Exactly. And I'm even stuck Fuck in this you, generation that loves to learn things. Like I can't – there's no escape. i got to learn things. Man. But the sunny side of all this is it's exciting because oh, – yeah. Especially, you know, what I think keeps me sane maybe is not the pressure to like – keep making stuff constantly or whatever but it's the group of people that i've been doing it with and i get to do it with and i will hopefully expand and and do more with it's just like that is kind of that's i think what 
you know, even if the end product is shit, I know the process was probably pretty awesome if I was doing it with the people that I really Oh, love. man. Journey, not destination, <laughs> right, dude? Yeah. But also, like, if the destination's shit, I'm going to be pretty upset. <laughs> yeah, and I think hey, even though... Hey, so... Oh, go ahead, man. What's that? Oh, yeah. So even though there's so many resources and the ability to do that, I think there are still a select few people that will take it upon themselves to actually do it still. I mean, people are... Absolutely. Will still point. continue to be impressed if you actually do something on your own, which is good. That's that's a good. That's point. really that's exactly right. <laughs> Wait, let's reel it in for yeah. a second. <laughs> um, I, it's it's easy to get caught up in that though because things are so not just accessible but um, uh, like obvious. Like you just see it, you know. It, it's just so widespread. When I just think of like. Mm, I guess what I'm saying is, like, from a broadcasting standpoint, mm-hmm. the people, because we're so connected and because we're so plugged in, the people who are doing stuff are constantly... And you just get a constant kind of, influx yeah. of pe- cool people doing cool things. And so you yeah. think it's more mm-hmm. normal than it is. Is that what you're saying, man? Yeah, yeah. I think that's that's what I'm getting at. Uh-oh. I put words in your mouth, dude. <laughs> this is usually where I make some sort of stupid sexual joke, and I'm not going to, so... Take that. That's progress, dude. Me. That's progress. I'm like, yeah, I'm like proud of myself. <laughs> hey, Man. so one thing I definitely wanted to touch on as we as we come into the home stretch here is you two are some of the most self-taught individuals I've ever met. And I wanted to know if you guys have any like tips, tricks, processes for when you're diving into this like foreign program or skill or task. How do you make it easier to learn, retain, and discover things about what you're trying to accomplish? So kind, kind words, Vince. Yeah. Hey, man. Thank I know you. you meant them very complimentarily. Absolutely. Is that right? Complimentarily? <laughs> I'm not going to correct Com- you because I'm going to get shit on three shows from now for it. <laughs> Only if you if you do it wrong. You're my rock of of grammar and of usage and. You know, it's like that's that's scary when you, you find out your rock is like maybe not what you think. Dude, oh, come on. Honestly, though, what complimentarily? All right, I'll let go. I'll look it up later. <laughs> I'm writing it down. E- Elliot, yes. maybe I mean you could put in the you put it however you want, but maybe even in the context of this show, I I was just kind of curious. How long did it take you? And then answer Vinny's question. Mm-hmm. But how long did it take you to to like? from conception to reality or to learn these programs or like get the first episode out um from jeff and i just talking about a show to actually making it to sitting down and making the first episode it was probably nine months eight months um because we actually we wrote three mini bibles which is basically like a prospectus for a show so it's like um, character mm-hmm. art, all of the um, descriptions of the characters, some episode ideas, descriptions of where their world is, that kind of a thing. And we got some feedback on that. And then from there, we decided on the one that we thought we could pursue. And then we thought, wait, we actually have to make this. And then we sort of thought, what would be the most feasible in the medium? So we had to think of what what could what story could we tell in these tiny one minute episodes and that's sort of how we developed this idea mm-hmm. of the the five part episode the the five mini sewed series um mm-hmm. so but i mean it, it took a, a long time to get it developed and 
it's sort of given me the inspiration to do more. So as I mentioned, I'm doing just more different animated shorts because I wanted to develop a more uh, broader breadth of work just for my own experience. Um, so mm-hmm. I look at Danger Russ as definitely a passion project, but also an inspiration for me to do even more and try new things. And I was nice. just knocking the table in excitement, man. Good on you. Good on you sticking through it. Nine months. Yeah, absolutely. That's Dude, in the most spirit people of this quit topic. after like thirty minutes. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was interesting too because we uh, we actually talked to this producer that we got contacted with in L.A. and he gave us his feedback on the mini Bibles as, as they were, and he just basically told us. Okay, you're never going to get on TV if you don't know anybody, right? Yeah. So, oh, okay. So we just said, uh, okay, well, maybe we can just do it ourselves. And uh, getting back to just, you know, having the motivation to do something, when we sent him the the URL for our first episode and we said, hey, we did this, he was blown away because he, he said, I didn't think you guys would ever do that. <laughs> I was just, you know, yeah. <laughs> telling you that it wasn't Damn possible. Damn right. So it's, it's still really cool, you know, and people are still um, continuously impressed by that kind of stuff. Not to say that I'm impressive by any means, but I, I think that it's, it's a good lesson for anyone that wants to try something new. Just do it. And that's sort of getting yeah. – getting, uh, what was your question, Vince? Again, you know what? What was? Yeah, no. Like, now that you I now hijacked that, you feel like that, that, one. that that is it's really inspirational. And for people who want to follow in your same footsteps, do you have any like tips, tricks, or advice for going about? Oh, that? Oh yeah, um, I, I was listening to this thing. This is going to get pretty meta for you. Um, so, <laughs> I, it's, I, I don't know if it's a it's a well known speech that Ira Glass did or. It, Oh yeah, 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 yeah. This is speaking, this is, man, talking about is. Ira Glass. Well, I know because I'm like, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, so you're, you probably know what I'm going to say. So he he talked mm-hmm. about taste, and basically, if you have great taste, that's one S- thing. Start, starting yeah. out, you, you know, yeah. you've got great taste, but 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 the the work you're making, it's not matching up to your taste. Yeah. And, and that's why everybody gets into this business is because you've got great taste, <laughs> and so you just keep making stuff and making stuff, and then eventually, you know, you, your talent making it comes up with your taste. I don't know. That was I. I didn't. I don't have a, like an yeah. offhand Ira Glass. I didn't have one prepared. That was pretty close. I just kind of went. That for was it. that was pretty close. I thought a I was a little bit more stammery. Our, yeah, <laughs> a little more stammery. It, was, it sort of was like a Woody Thanks, Allen, guys. but <laughs> yeah, that was more Woody. It was. I was channeling Woody. I yeah. totally was channeling Woody. <laughs> yeah. I think it's because I like, I see them as very similar people. Yeah. Woody's a little <laughs> bit more stammery Jewish. <laughs> yes. Yes. Right. You're right. Oh, is that not? Right. That's not offensive, is it? Okay. <laughs> but I, I think, but even as though you were that, you know, saying, a, yeah, Elliot, <laughs> um, I, I think that it, that listening to that really resonated with me, and you know, your your impression was pretty astute. You just you have great taste, and you just have to start making things. And whenever I make something, I know that it's not as good as I would have wanted it to be, but it, it's just sort of you have to do it. And I, um, I as Vince knows I, i'm a very efficient person i like to complete things um and i'm very organized and sort of obsessive compulsive um but uh, i would say yes yeah, and i actually I, i'd like your thoughts on this My so dude. I, i'll uh, i'll give you a scenario would you guys rather w- would you rather play would you rather here uh, <laughs> let's do it <laughs> would you rather have a project that you get through and finish even though it's not 
quite what you wanted or have a project that you just agonize over and and keep working and working until you make it perfect you know however long that may may be because personally i i would rather finish something take it for what it is look at it and use that and move on going forward but maybe that's not what you guys would think i gotta say personally i think i think i know how grant's gonna answer but i gotta agree with you elliot i would rather ship it get a product out the door and be able to reflect on it and learn from it instead of be the guy who agonizes over something and never ships it. Yeah. I totally disagree. No. <laughs> it, it, if it doesn't ship, it isn't art. In the words of Seth, uh, Seth Godin. It, and I think this is kind of part of our hacker mentality that we're talking about. Yeah. And it's our, it's our accepting that our art is not, inf- is not infallible. Or it is. No, yes. It is not infallible. Exactly. It's like everything can mm-hmm. always be improved. But if it doesn't get out the door, it doesn't count. Um, I think that's kind of been my mentality for a while. I will say I have kind of taken a, a small step back and said, you know what, um, something if something can be improved significantly, I will take extra time on it. I mean, that's like I guess that's kind of obvious. But Vince, we've talked about that. I, we talked about that in an earlier episode, I think, where I was just like talking about how I told the client, and I'm all about getting that deadline. Like you I'm are, really all about it. Are. It sounds like similar to you, Elliot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. I, I was like, I took a step back and I'm like, you know what? No, it's just, I need, I actually genuinely need more time and this is going to be better and it's going to be worth it. And I think that, that the mark of a, of a professional is when you can accurately say that. That's a great point. I mean, identifying, I think in a neutral scenario, I would err on the side of shipping it, but yeah, just shipping it blindly as a dogma is, is no better than the opposite because you have to you have to have the maturity and professionalism to realize when you do need to pull it back from the edge, do a little more work on it and then ship it. Mm-hmm. Sure. Well, Hey Grant, do you have any, do you have any like tips, tricks when you're learning a new task that you want to share with us? Yeah. I, th- I mean, Elliot was so on point. And I, I feel like this could be like the last episode of the podcast because this is something I've really kind of embraced especially lately uh-huh. is that man we are constantly just searching for answers when we just need to get our asses in motion um and just start making stuff that doesn't mean we can't like learn from insights and be more efficient and do better but a lot of the times we just spend way way too much tra- uh, time trying to plan and and trying to answer questions uh with with answers that we couldn't possibly know at this point that we would have to go through the process of creating the thing mm-hmm. to answer mm-hmm. them. Um, and I think we even talked about that with the podcast. There was a lot of stuff. We should have just started a little bit earlier. We would, we would have like gotten an answer to this, or this wasn't an issue. We made That's it an a issue. great point. Um, yeah, so I think it's, it's having, you know, really shipping it at the end of the day with something. Uh, you know, we start, creators go west, man. We, we saw it through, and we continue to see it through, and we're learning, learning, learning. Green Room, the magazine, my God, man. We made a print magazine. We kickstarted a print magazine. It's ridiculous. It doesn't make any sense. And <laughs> like now we have two issues out. And holy shit, man! I had no experience designing for a magazine. None. I <laughs> finally feel like I have a pretty good grasp on it after two, you know, over a hundred hundred pages. But oh, wow, I had no idea. Like I was so stupid. I had no clue. But now I know on quite a bit. I think. I think the important thing with that and something that has helped beyond just shipping it and doing that stuff is like 
being very open about what you don't know and, and trying to find the very real answer. You know, a lot of times um, people aren't just going to give you feedback because they, it's like not comfortable. Why? In that same way when I was talking about telling someone that I think there's a way more efficient way to use their computer or whatever, like, like not a lot of people are like want to offer that up because it's uncomfortable and it can be offensive and whatever. And so even like with this magazine, you know, we just shipped it and we were on site doing pre-press stuff. Uh, and I asked the guys like, Hey, like, would you have done, like, should I have structured this differently? You know, cause nobody wants to look like an idiot. Right. Everybody wants mm-hmm. to be interpreted as the professional and the dude who knows what's, what they're doing and whatever. And a lot of people just have this locked up knowledge, uh, that we can get quicker access to than even the internet sometimes if we just ask. That's, <laughs> that's so true. That's so true. Well, you know, I wanted to I wanted to get one more point down while we're on our yeah, way. Yeah, sorry, out. Vinny. I feel like I should bounce that back at no, you. No, please. I'm about to bounce it. I think I heard this maybe more than anything else hidden as a string throughout our discussion is that it's easier now than ever to learn and you should very much go learn new things. But while you're learning, be making and while you're learning, be doing because Part of being empowered to learn more is applying that knowledge in new and exciting ways. And if you're just being the guy who just learns, then you're still not making that much progress. Truth has been spoken. That was exactly, I think, what we were talking about with college. I think that's what I I wasn't realizing, Vince. Thank you for saying that. It's just sometimes it's too theoretical when a lot of the really good learning comes from some of those projects where you have to do stuff. And the things where you're like, you know, a lot of these entrepreneurship, like what is an entrepreneurship class? But it right. forces people right. to go make stuff and like prove something. And that, that has the power to spark something that can like last the rest of their lives. And that is what ex- is exciting to me. I, I couldn't agree more, man. Yeah, I think that's, that's really well said. Very Elliot, Elliot, man, Elliot? thank you so much. Yeah, this was, this was what great. What a gent sharing his insight. Yeah. So cool. Thanks. Wh- where can people find you on, on the internet? Where can people find me? Um, well, my portfolio website is elliotmatson.com. Danger Russ is at dangerrusscartoon.com. Um, and then mm. also on my website, I have an animated short section, which I will continuously populate as I have time to create more shorts. There's a couple up there now. Um, and again, I just I love doing it, so I'll just keep making them. Awesome, dude. And can we I, can we find you on Twitter if someone wants to get yeah, in, in touch with you? Can uh, yeah. here's what I would say: yeah, uh, if they've listened <laughs> this far, like do Elliot a favor, do us a favor, tweet Elliot, man. Tell this guy he's cool. Hit him he up. is pretty cool. Thank you. Yeah, my Twitter handle, if I can even remember it, because <laughs> uh, I believe oh, man. you can you could probably search my name, but uh, it's at e Kenneth M. E Kenneth M. Yep, you got sort of like prep school on us there. Yeah, yeah. well, you know, you know, it's when... like, geez. E, is it E E Kenneth M I V the fourth <laughs> junior I'm sorry. I was Esquire? Just... Yeah, Esquire? Yeah. Well, I, well, I, hey man, I, I that is, I don't really, I don't really use great. Twitter a lot. That's fair. That's totally yeah. fair. That's unfair. But if You're you if you want to if you want to tweet me, then I will tweet you back. <laughs> <laughs> if I now have on the to. hook, man, yeah. I wouldn't. Don't write don't write checks your Twitter can't cash, bro. <laughs> well, hey, thanks again, know. Elliot.
Hey, thanks so much for having me, guys. It's a lot of fun. Uh, I love the podcast, and I look forward to hearing more of it. Yeah. Hey, we'll see you in in a couple, a few years, a couple years. Yeah, I want to. I want right. to come back. Once you're a full time cartoonist, I'll come back. You'll make yeah. the jump. I'll come back as a millionaire, and then I'll come back again as a pauper. Dude. As a billionaire, <laughs> yeah. no. oh. and then I'll come back again, again. As, a, as a second. We were going different yeah. ways. Yeah. <laughs> I was heightening. You were... He was for trash. No, yeah, you have to go. <laughs> Beautiful. All right, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks a lot, guys. It's been fantastic. I think we can ship it. Ship it, we shall. Okay.